reading reflections from the book of proverbs thank you so much for coming on today on the first we'll be reading proverbs chapter one but before that insight on our relationship with god and others we see in proverbs in the chapter one especially verses 29 and 33 many people choose to live life as they please they give in to their sinful impulses without thinking about God's will. Or I should say, we, for us. It is foolish to fall to temptation just to feel good momentarily or escape emotional pain for a while. That path would only lead to addiction and fear. It will also lead us away from God, the only one who can really satisfy our deepest needs. The path to secure freedom and peace is narrow and requires listening to God's wisdom and exercising self-control. Recovery is a process, not a quick fix. Moving to Proverbs chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, there is little hope for people who are not willing to work hard. Recovery from damaged emotions and, and, or addictive patterns is hard work. It requires persevering through each step in the process. But in recovery, we will discover that efforts alone is not sufficient. We need the faith to reach out and seize the opportunities that God brings our way. God shows his grace and goodness to us by providing chances for us to exercise our faith. He will also provide us with his spiritual support, wisdom, and encouragement as we seek to obey his will for our lives. Proverbs 12:25 reminds us of the, the value of encouragement. When people feel trouble or burden, few things can help them more than a few words of encouragement. We don't necessarily need to give them a pep talk or an it's going to be all right speech, just letting them know that we are there for them and that we love them and are praying for them may be all they need. Real comfort comes, comes from feeling understood, not from hollow words and glitches. In Proverbs 13, 17, we are reminded of the importance of reliable communications. It is an essential ingredient in any successful recovery program. We need to be honest with ourselves, God and those helping us are helping us. If we hold anything back, others will not be able to help us completely. If we keep any areas of our addiction hidden, it will ruin the progress we have already made just as a war can't be won with inaccurate intelligent reports. Giving inaccurate information in recovery will keep us from conquering our dependencies. We see in Proverbs 14.2 that sin brings dishonor to God. This is one of the most important motivations we have for seeking recovery from our dependence. If we are truly seeking after God, we will want to obey and honor Him like children who want to please their parents we should want to recover so we can please god our heavenly father the words in proverbs 10:24 speak of self-fulfilling prophecy what we expect to happen will happen how we look at life often affects what actually happens in our lives if we assume that our chances for recovery are hopeless we have already doomed our recovery for failure but if we approach re recovery with a positive outlook, trusting in God 
to see us through, we will progress in the recovery process. And Proverbs 13.11 emphasizes the importance of hard work. Just as hard work can produce material riches, it can also produce spiritual riches. Yet few are willing to persevere through pain and difficulty until their job is done. It is easier to roll the dice and go for the quick fix. There are no shortcuts to recovery or maturity. The roads of these goals are long with many small steps that need to be taken over and over again. We see in Proverbs 13, 16, it is wise to process our thoughts and feelings before we act. Acting on impulses can get us into trouble. Those struggling with addictions to things like drugs, food, sex, work, gambling, or shopping know this well. These kinds of addictions start when we give in to impulses that makes us feel good for the moment. The only problem is that the moment doesn't last because the impulses behaviors don't meet our real needs. It is important to evaluate our real needs and find constructive ways to meet those needs so we can get past our addictive behaviors and find peace. One thing in life is sure we will face constant change as we live in our changing world, it is important that we learn to accept the things that we cannot change. Proverbs 14.30 reminds us of how important it is for us to find emotional serenity in this life. This is impossible if we fail to accept the things that we cannot change or control. We cannot change the past. We must take, make peace with it by seeking to be forgiven and then forgive ourselves. True, it is easier to remain a victim of the past and seat with jealousy or bitterness over those who are given uh, were given advantages that we weren't given yet as we are free from our past we can put more energy into making positive changes for the future the eyes and ears that solomon was talking about in proverbs 20 21 are called perception and understanding accurately sensing what is going on within us and around us is the beginning of recovery from an addictive or unhealthy lifestyle in which pain and feelings were avoided or repressed. Only by allowing the painful realities of our lives to touch us will be able to admit we need help and begin the healing process of recovery. We would be wise to listen to the warnings in Proverbs 20:25, impulsive promises to change don't work because they are not made wholeheartedly. They come from people who know what they should do but don't really want to change. Counting the cost involves serious examining what the promise requires of us and then being willing to fulfill the promise. If we don't want to change but realize that we probably need to, it is helpful to ask God to make us willing to change. It is only when we totally want to follow through our with our promises that we will be able to. We often look with envy at people who indulge in sinful pleasures. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18 wants us to avoid the temptation to do this. Such people do whatever they choose without regard or for how their actions affect others. They seem to have easy and pleasurable lives. Those who live righteously, however, seem to have it harder at least initially, but as they move along the pathway to godly living, they have more fulfilling and meaningful lives. There is also an eternal perspective to be considered. 
Those who follow God will receive blessings in heaven, but those who live for themselves will face eternal separation from God. And now for the reading of Proverbs 1. But these are the script before that, these are the scriptures that I mentioned. Proverbs 1, 29-33, Proverbs 10, verses 4 and 5, 12, verse 25, 13, verse 17, Proverbs 14, verse 2, Proverbs 10, verse 24, Proverbs 13, verse 11, Proverbs 13, verse 16, Proverbs 14, verse 30, Proverbs 20, verse 12, Proverbs 20, 25, and Proverbs 23, 17, and 18 verses. And now for Proverbs 1. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insight of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. By exploring the means in these Proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and the riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. My child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't neglect your mother's instructions. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. They may say, come and join us. Let's hide and kill someone just for fun. Let's ambush the innocent. Let's swallow them alive like the grave. Let's swallow them whole like those who go down to the pit of death. Think of the great things we'll get. We'll fill our houses with all the stuff we take. Come, throw in your lot with us. We'll all share the loot. My child, don't go along with them. Stay away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, he knows to stay away. But these people set an ambush for themselves. They are trying to get themselves killed. Such is the fate of all who are greedy for money. It robs them of life. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in public squares. She calls to the crown along the main street. To those gathered in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. I called you so often, but you shouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock you when disaster overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone, and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they actually search for me, they will not find me. 
for they hated knowledge and choose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear or harm. Amen. That was chapter 1 of Proverbs New Living Testament. And some more footnotes here. The purpose for writing down these Proverbs was to teach people foundational principles of wisdom, discipline and success, and in doing what is right, just and fair. The first step to attain this kind of wisdom is the hardest, trusting and showing reverence, fear for God. This means admitting that we need help and then allowing God to guide and care for us. Wisdom is personified here, calling out to all who would choose to follow her. There is no real secret to obtaining wisdom. All we have to do is ask for it. If you need wisdom, ask for a generous God. Ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Unlike experience, which never gets get until after we need it, God's wisdom is available to us as soon as we are willing to listen to Him and obey His plan. Listen, folks, this is huge, what the saying right here. Right here, unlike experience, experience is very valuable, but we can... We can skip experience by asking God for His wisdom. You know, experience is we get wisdom after we get the experience or the failure. But in God's way, we ask Him for His wisdom that is available to us as soon as we are willing to listen to Him and obey His plan. So ask and sit down with a pen and paper and wait and act on God instructions he will talk to us he will guide us he will inspire us and to do the right thing if we wait for the answer common sense the idea sounds so folky and simple common sense will come to us very plainly oddly enough however we seem to have less and less of it perhaps it's because we're too busy or distant to learn from our parents and grandparents just as common sense is rare godly wisdom is also a quality hard to find the book of proverbs can be a helpful resource to fill the void left by the lack of wisdom and common sense in society today by reading and heeding the wise words of proverbs we can avoid many common destructive mistakes that come so naturally from our ignorance denial and pride Although he made numerous costly mistakes, Solomon was the wisest person who ever lived. Because Solomon valued wisdom so highly, he collected many wise proverbs and compiled them into a guidebook of insight and counsel. Solomon was by no means the only wise person of his day. There were others also known for the wisdom as credited with the with final books in this chapters. Solomon was particularly aware of the need for young people to develop proper priorities, boundaries, and behavior patterns. But young people were not Solomon's only concern. His collection of wisdom is invaluable to people of all ages and occupations. King Hezekiah later 
found the collection so important that he assigned his men to edit an installment of Solomon's Proverbs, speaking to issues such as honesty, limits, and healthy relationships. As dysfunctional thinking and relationships become more prevalent in society, the godly wisdom offered by Proverbs is desperately needed. Its precious nuggets of life-changing counsel are there for us to discover and use. All of us, no matter how great our failure or hurt, can pro- proceed far down the path of healing by following the God-given wisdom of Proverbs. The purpose of the book of Proverbs to offer God-given wisdom for protection against dysfunctional behaviors and ungodly practices. Amen. This book is a book of wise sayings related to the priorities or problems of everyday living. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Amen. So may the Lord bless us and help us to gain more of His wisdom so we can help others and ourselves in this life, this short life we have. God bless you. The Proverbs of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during the harvest is a disgrace. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked person rots away. The wise are glad to be instructed. But babbling fools fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a bold reproof promotes peace. The words of the godly are life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of fools invite disaster. The wealth of the rich is their fortress, but the poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but people... Evil people squander their money on sin. People who accept discipline are on the pathway to life. But those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of a fool is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. 
The blessings of the Lord makes a person rich, and he has no sorrow with it. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. The fear of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will, will be granted. When the storms of life come, the wicked are whirled away, but the godly have a lasting foundation. Lazy people irritate their employers like vinegar on the teeth or smoke in the eyes. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectation of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to those with integrity, but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the land. The mouth of the godly person gives wise advice, but the tongue that deceives will be cut off. The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. Okay, now we go to Psalm 10. Okay, verse 1. O Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide when I'm in trouble? The wicked arrogantly hunt down the poor. Let them be caught in the evil they plan for others. For they brag about their evil desires. They praise the greedy and curse the Lord. The wicked are too proud to seek God. They seem to think that God is dead. Yet they succeed in everything they do. They do not see your punishment awaiting them. They sneer at all their enemies. They think, nothing bad will ever happen to us. We will be free of trouble forever. Their mouths are full of cursing lies and threats. Trouble and evil are on the tips of their tongues. They lurk in ambush in the villages, waiting to murder innocent people. They are always searching for helpless victims. Like lions crushing hiding, they wait to pounce on the helpless. Like hunters, they capture the helpless and drag them away in nets. Their helpless victims are crushed and they fall beneath the strength of the wicked. The wicked think God isn't watching us. He has closed his eyes and won't even see what, what we do. Arise, O Lord. Punish the wicked, O God. Do not ignore the helpless. Why do the wicked get away with dispensing God? despising God. They think God will never call us to account. But you see the trouble and grief they cause. You take note of it and punish them. The helpless put their trust in you. You defend the orphans. Break the arms of the wicked. Evil people go after them until the last one is destroyed. The Lord is king forever and ever. The godless nations will vanish from the land. Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely you will hear their cries and comfort them. You will bring justice to the orphan and the oppressed, so mere people can no longer terrify them. Psalm 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the pit of despair, out of the mud of the mire. He set my feet on solid ground, and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he, what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord, who have no confidence in the proud 
or in those who worship idols. O Lord my God, you have performed many wonderful wonders for us. Your plans for us are too numerous to list. You have no equal. If I try to recite all your wonderful deeds, I will never come to the end of them. You take no delight in sacrifice or offerings. Now that you have made me listen, I finally understand. You don't require burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, look, I have come, as it is written about me in the scriptures. I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out. As you, O Lord, well know, I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. Let your unfailing love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles surround me, too many to count. My sins pile up so high, I can't see my way out. They unnumber the hairs of my head. I lost all courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take the light in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, Aha, we got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. Psalm 70, verse 1. Please, God, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to kill me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, Aha, we got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, Lord God is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. Please hurry to my aid, O God. You are my helper and my savior. O Lord, do not delay. Now we go to Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And his faithfulness continues to each generation. Now we go to Psalm 130. From the verse 1. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord. Pay attention to my prayer. Lord, if you keep a record of our sins, who, O Lord, could survive? 
but you offer forgiveness that we might learn to fear you. I am counting on the Lord. Yes, I am counting on him. I have put my hope in his word. I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. Yes, more than centuries long for the dawn. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there's unfailing love. His redemption overflows. He himself will redeem Israel from every kind of sin. Amen. Special reading today, praying the Psalms. Thank God for rescuing us from the sins we love and from the heartaches they cause. Thank you, God. Psalms 106, 32 to 48. At Meribah, too, they, the Israelites, angered the Lord, causing Moses serious trouble. They made Moses angry, and he spoke foolishly. Israel failed to destroy the nations in the land as the Lord has commanded them. Instead, they mingle among the pagans and adapted their evil customs. They worshiped their idols, which led to their downfall. They even sacrificed to their sons. They sacrificed their sons and daughters to the demons. They shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters. By sacrificing them to the idols of Canaan, they polluted the land with murder. Wow. They defiled themselves by their evil deeds, and their love of, of idols was adultery in the Lord's sight. That is why the Lord angered burnt against his people, and he abhorred his own special possession. He handed them over to pagan nations, and they were ruled by those who hated them. Their enemies crushed them and brought them under their cruel power. Again and again he rescued them, but they chose to rebel against him. And they were finally destroyed by their sin. Even so, he pitied them and in their distresses and listened to their cries. He remembered his covenant with them and relented because of his unfailing love. He even caused their captors to treat them with kindness. Save us, O Lord our God. Gather us back from among the nations so we can thank you, your holy name, and rejoice and praise you. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting, that all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 14, 34 and 35. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. A king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry with those who disgrace him. A king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry with those who disgrace him. Today is the best day of our lives because Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. Hallelujah. Today, I believe all things are possible. With God, all things are possible because I'm a believer and I believe. Hallelujah. Today's the 28th. I'll be reading Proverbs 28, Psalms 28, 58, 88, 118, and then 148. Okay, chapter 28. Plus, I'm going to be reading the Old Testament and part of the New Testament in my 24-hour, one-year Bible. Here we go. Chapter 28, Proverbs. The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. When there is moral rot within a nation, its government topless 
easily. But with the wise and knowledgeable leaders, there is stability. A poor person who oppresses the poor is like pounding rain that destroys the crops. To reject the law is to praise the wicked. To obey the law is to fight them. Evil people don't understand justice, but those who follow the Lord understand it completely. It is better to be poor and honest and rich and crooked. Young people who obey the law are wise. Those who seek out worthless companions bring shame to their parents. A person who makes money by charging interest will lose it. It will end up in the hands of someone who is kind to the poor. Amen. The prayers of a person who ignores the law are despised. Those who lead the upright into sin will fall into their own trap. But the honest will inherit good things. Rich people picture themselves as wise, but their real poverty is evident to the poor. When the godly succeed, everyone is glad. When the wicked take charge, people go into hiding. People who cover over their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and forsake them, they will receive mercy. Blessed are those who have a tender conscience, but the stubborn are headed for serious trouble. <clears throat> a wicked ruler is as dangerous to the poor as a lion or bear attacking them. Only a stupid prince will oppress his people, but a king will have a long reign if he hates dishonesty and bribes. A murderer is tormented. Conscience will drive him into the grave. Don't protect him. The honest will be rescued from harm, but those who are crooked will be destroyed. Hard workers have plenty of food. Playing around brings poverty. The trustworthy will get a rich reward, but the person who wants to get rich quick will only get into trouble. Showing partiality is never good, yet some will do wrong for something as small as a piece of bread. A greedy person tries to get rich quick, but it only leads to poverty. In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery. Robbing your parents and then saying what's wrong with that is as serious as committing murder. Greed causes fighting. Trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Trusting oneself is foolish, but those who walk in wisdom are wise, are safe. Whoever gives to the poor will lack nothing. But a curse will come upon those who close their eyes to poverty. When the wicked take charge, people hide. When the wicked meet disaster, the godly multiply. Psalms 28 says, Psalm 28, okay, Psalm 28. O oh Lord, you are my rock of safety. Please help me. Don't refuse to answer me. For if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help. 
I lift my hands to your holy sanctuary. They care nothing for what the Lord has done or for what his hands have made. So he will tear them down like old buildings and they will never be rebuilt. Praise the Lord for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength, my shield from every danger. I trust in him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord protects his people and gives victory to his anointed king. Save your people. Bless Israel, your special possession. Lead them like a shepherd and carry them forever in your arms. Now we go to Psalm 58. Justice. Do your rulers know the meaning of the word? Do you judge the people fairly? No, all your dealings are crooked, your hand out violence instead of justice. Those, these wicked people are born sinners. Even from birth, they, they have lied and gone astray. They spit poison like deadly snakes. They are like cobras that take refuse to listen. Ignoring the truth of the snake charmers, no matter how skillful they play. Break off their fangs, O God. Smash the jaws of these lions, O Lord. May they disappear like water into thirsty ground. May make their weapons useless in their hands. May they be like snails that dissolve into slimes, like a stillborn child who will never see the sun. God will sweep them away, both young and old. Faster than a pot heats on an open flame. The godly will rejoice when they see injustice avenged. They will wash their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then at last everyone will say there truly is a reward for those who live for God. Surely there is a God who judges justly here on the earth. Okay, now we go to Psalm 88, I believe. Psalm 88. O Lord, God of my salvation, I have cried out to you day and night. Now hear my prayer. Listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I have been dismissed as one who is dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have abandoned me to death, and I am as good as dead. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have trust me down to the lowest pit in the darkness depth. Your anger lies heavy on me. Wave after wave engulfs me. You have caused my friends to loathe me. You have sent them all away. I am in a trap with no way to escape. My eyes are blinded by my ears, my tears. Each day I beg you for help, O Lord. I lift my pleading hands to you for mercy. Of what use to the dead are your miracles? To the dead get up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love in the place of destruction? Can they proclaim your faithfulness? Can the darkness speak of your miracles? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O oh Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day after day. O oh Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face away from me? I have been slicky and close to death since my youth. 
sickly. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have cut me off. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have encircled me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Only darkness remains. All right, we go to Psalm 118. A psalm to the Lord by King David. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His faithful love endures forever. Let the congregation of Israel repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, His faithful love endures forever. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, His faithful love endures forever. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and rescued me. The Lord is for me, so I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Though hostile nations surround me, I destroy them all in the name of the Lord. Yes, they surround and attack me, but I destroy them all in the name of the Lord. They swarm around me like beasts. They blaze against me like a roaring flame, but I destroy them all in the name of the Lord. You did your best to kill me, O my enemy, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die, but I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he has not handed me over to death. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. Those gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and saving me. The stone rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. Cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, please save us. Please, Lord, give us success. Please bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God shining upon us. Bring forward the sacrifice and put it on the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Now we go to Psalm 148. The Psalm of David, 148. It says, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all the armies of heaven. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you twinkling stars. Praise Him, sky above. Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord, for He issued His command, and they came into being. 
He established them forever and ever. His orders will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths, fire and hail, snow and storm, wind and weather, they obey him, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, reptiles and birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made his people strong, honoring his godly ones, the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. And now we go to today's reading is out of Judges chapter 8, verses 18 to Judges 9, 21. Then Gideon asked Ziba and Salmuna, the men you killed at Tabor, were they, what were they like? Like you, they replied, they all had the look of a king's son. They were my brothers, the sons of my own mother, Gideon exclaimed. As surely as the Lord lives, I wouldn't kill you if you hadn't killed them. Turning to Jether, his oldest son, he said, Kill them. But Jeter did not draw his sword, for he was only a boy and was afraid. Then Ziba and Salmuna said to Gideon, Be a man, kill us yourselves. So Gideon killed them both and took their royal ornaments from the necks of their camels. Then the Israelites said to Gideon, Be our ruler. You and your sons and your grandsons will be our rulers, for you have rescued us from Midian. But Gideon replied, I will not rule over you, nor will my son. The Lord will rule over you. However, I do have one request, that each of you give me an earring from the plunder you selected from your fallen enemies. The enemies, being Ishmaelites, all wore gold earrings. Gladly, they replied. They spread out a cloak, and each one threw in a gold earring he had gathered from the plunder. The weight of the gold earring was 43 pounds, not including the royal ornaments and pendants and purple clothing worn by the kings of Midian or the chains around the necks of their camels. Gideon made a sacred ephod from the gold and put it in Ophrah, his hometown. But soon all the Israelites prostituted themselves by worshiping it, and it became a trap for Gideon and his family. That is the story of how the people of Israel defeated Midian, which never recovered throughout the rest of Gideon's lifetime. About 40 years, there was peace in the land. Then Gideon, son of Joash, returned home. He had 70 sons born to him, for he had many wives. He also had a concubine in Shechem, who gave birth to a son whose name was Abimelech. Gideon died when he was very old, and he was buried in the grave of his father, Joash, at Ophrah, Ophrah, in the land of the clan of Abiezer. Abiezer. As soon as Gideon died, the Israelites prostituted themselves by worshiping the image of Baal, making Baal Beret their god. They forgot the Lord their god, who had rescued them from all their enemies surrounding them. Nor did they show any loyalty to the family of Jerubel, that is Gideon, despite all the good he had done for Israel. One day Gideon's son Abimelech went to Shechem to visit his uncles, his mother's brothers. 
He said to them and to the rest of his mother's family, Ask the leading citizens of Shechem whether they want to be ruled by all seventy of Gideon's sons or by one man. And remember that I am your own flesh and blood. So Abimelech's uncles gave his message to all the citizens of Shechem on his behalf. And after listening to this proposal, the people of Shechem decided in favor of Abimelech because he was their relative. They gave him 70 silver coins from the temple of Belbedi, which he used to hire some reckless troublemakers who agreed to follow him. He went to his father's home at Ophrah, and there in one stone they killed all 70 of his half-brothers, the sons of Gideon. But the youngest brother, Jotham, escaped and hid. Then all the leading citizens of Shechem and Beth Milo called a meeting under the oak besides the pillar at Shechem and made Abimelech their king. When Jotham heard about this, he climbed to the top of Mount Gerizim and shouted, Listen to me, citizens of Shechem. Listen to me if you want God to listen to you. Once upon a time, the trees decided to choose a king. First they said to the olive tree, Be our king. But the olive tree refused, saying, Should I quit producing olive oil that blesseth both God and people, just to wave back and forth over the trees? Then they said to the fig tree, You be our king. But the fig tree also refused, saying, Should I quit producing my sweet fruit just to wave back and forth over the trees? Then they said to the grapevine, be our, You be our king. And the grapevine also refused, saying, Should I quit producing the wine that cheers both God and people just to wave back and forth over the trees? Then all the trees finally turned to the thorn bush and said, Come and be our king. And the thorn bush replied to the trees, If you truly want me to be your king, come and take shelter in my shade. If not, let fire come out from me and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Jotham continued, Now make sure you have acted honorably and in good faith by making Abimelech your king, and that you have done right by Gideon and all his, his descendants. Have you treated him with honor, for he deserves for all he accomplished? For he fought for you and risked his life when he rescued you from the Midianites. But today you have revolted against my father and his descendants, killing his seventy sons as on one stone. And you have chosen his slave woman's son, Abimelech, to be the king just because he is your relative. If you have acted honorably and in good faith toward Gideon and his descendants today, then may you find joy in Abimelech, and may he find joy in you. But if you have not acted in good faith, then may fire come out from Abimelech and devour the leading citizens of Shechem, and bet Milo. And may fire come out of from the citizens of Shechem, and bet Milo, and devour Abimelech. Then Jotham escaped and lived and beer because he was afraid of his brother Abimelech. Luke chapter 23:44 to 24:12. By this time it was about noon, and darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. The light from the sun was gone, and suddenly the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. Then Jesus shouted, shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. And with these words, he breathed his last. 
When the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshipped God and said, Surely this man was innocent. And when all the crowd that came to see the crucifixion saw what had happened, they went home in deep sorrow. But Jesus' friends, including the woman who had followed him from Galilee, stood at the distance watching. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph. He was a member of the Jewish high council. But he had not agreed with the decision and actions of the other religious leaders. He was from the town of Arimathea in Judea, and he was waiting for the kingdom of God to come. He went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Then he took the body down from the cross and wrapped it in a long sheet of linen cloth and laid it in a new tomb that had been carved out of a rock. This was done late on Friday afternoon, the day of preparation, as the Sabbath was about to begin. As his body was taken away, the woman from Galilee followed and saw the tomb where his body was placed. Then they went home and prepared spices and ointments to anoint his body. But by the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by the law. But early, very early on Sunday morning, the women went out to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his eleven disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and several other women who had told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. Psalm 99, 1-9, humble assists. Our prayer would be to humble ourselves in the presence of God, set apart our time, our thoughts, our priorities, our schedule, our expectations, and our body as a prayer to a holy God. The, verse 1, The Lord is King, let the nations tremble. He sits on His throne between the cherubim, let the whole earth quake. The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, exalted above all the nations. Let them praise Your great and awesome name. Your name is Holy, Mighty King, Lover of Justice. You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God, bow low before His feet, for He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among His priests. Samuel also called on His name. They cried to the Lord for help, and He answered them. He spoke to Israel from the pillar of clouds, and they followed the laws and decrees He gave them. O Lord our God, You answered them. You were a forgiving God to them. 
but you punish them when they went wrong. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain in Jerusalem, for the Lord our God is holy. Proverbs 14, 9-10 Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can fully share its joy. Amen. Good morning, everyone. This is Fernando Comendo, eating my breakfast outside, some dogs and birds. I thank God for gratitude. I've been looking at The Secret, I guess the film that was done in 2006. I, uh, I got the book on testimonies. And it's right out of the first John, the book of first John, where it says that when you know he hears our prayers, the secret is about asking, believing, and letting go. The problem with us is we keep on asking and we don't believe with our actions, our implied actions. So the idea is to be skillful at letting go or acting as if. Acting as if he heard our prayers. Acting as if it's coming. Acting as if. You know, I just, I dropped my um, truck driver's license after, oh, I don't know, 30 years. I must have been 22 when I first got it. Now at 62, I don't have it. And, uh, but I had a dream that uh, I should hold up the skills. Hold up the attitude. <clears throat> that uh, I learned the skill and efficiency. So today I get up five in the morning and I act like I'm going to work. I act like I'm I got a job. I act like I still make thirteen hundred dollars a week. I act like uh, uh, <clears throat> I got the uh, the zeal of uh, transporting eighty thousand pounds here and there. It was a hundred and twenty thousand in Nevada with the gravel. <coughs> Excuse me. I went one once. I went up to 132,000. I just wanted to see how how much the axles can take. Uh, I love you guys. God bless you all. It's wonderful to have friends in AA that uh, think the way you do and have the same God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I wanted to read Proverbs, uh, Proverbs, chapter nine. Because it spoke to me so early in my life. Every time they spoke of um, loser, foolishness, I would get red. Stick with the winners in AA, I would get red. I didn't know life had beaten it up so good that I didn't know how to function. Or I was really hanging in there uh, using the wrong tools. I didn't know that I didn't know that I didn't know. And if you did try to tell me, I still would not know. (laughs) I was not conducive to this uh, community of men and women. So I learned to be a man in AA and be responsible and everything that comes with it. Okay, Proverbs 9, here it comes. Wisdom has built her house. She has made it strong with seven columns. 
She has cooked meat, mixed wine, and put food on the table. She has sent her servants, girls, to announce from the highest hills in the city. Whoever needs instruction, come. She invites all the simple people and say, Come, eat my food and drink the wine I have prepared. Leave your old foolish ways and live. Advance along the path of understanding. This is the easy to read version. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 7. Criticize a person who is rude and shows no respect, and you will only get insults. Correct the wicked, and you will only get hurt. Don't correct such people, or they will hate you. But correct those who are wise, and they will love you. Teach the wise, and they will become wiser. Instruct those who live right, and they will gain more knowledge. Wisdom begins with fear and respect for the Lord. Knowledge of the Holy One leads to understanding. Wisdom will help you live longer. She will add years to your life. If you become wise, it will be for your own good. If you are rude and show no respect, you are the one who will suffer. Foolishness, in contrast to the other women. Uh, foolishness is that other woman who is loud, stupid, and knows nothing. She sits on her chair at the door of her house, up on the highest hill of the city. When people walk by, she calls out to them. They show no interest in her. But still, she says, whoever needs instruction, come. She invites all the simple people and says, stolen water is sweet, stolen bread tastes good. Those simple people don't realize that her house is full of ghosts and that her guests have entered the world of the dead. The end. Now, this is a great illustration between the wisdom that's in, in organized uh, AA groups, surrendered people, I should say. And they bring, they acknowledge God and bring the wisdom of God to the tables. As opposed to the bar, they also bring foolishness. The alcohol says, I have hope, I have knowledge, I have wisdom. Uh, drink me and you will put things in perspective. But it's been our experience that it's, delusion, it's a delusion, it's a lie. We got hooked up with a disease. And it kills, steals, and destroys people's lives. So, thank God I, I, I got on my knees and I cried out to God for help. It took a little bit more burning on the grill. Another DUI for me to, to come to AA from a wise under, judge and a wise and a more wise attorney who I got into an argument with. And he said, someday you're going to thank me, son. And then he mumbled something under his breath. I couldn't hear what he said. He probably said, what a nice guy I am. And, uh, and when I got back a year later to, with my report card to the judge, my 30 AA meetings, and my certificate for the uh, an abuse class he sent me, I had to pay $600 for that. That was back in 1981. He slapped me with a $3,500 fine. He slapped me with a $3,500 fine. So now, in my revenge to get back at him, I go to Hawaii every year on his nickel, and I spend the $3,500 I'm saving by not drinking alcohol. Fernando Commando, fully clothed and in my right mind. I love you guys. Take care. 
reading of the book of Proverbs. Let me go ahead and read chapter 9 of Proverbs. New Living Testament. Good stuff. Able to save our souls and make us useful and profitable. Chapter 9 of Proverbs. Wisdom has built her house. She has carved her seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines, and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, Come, eat of my food and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. <clears throat> wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be, be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. The woman named Folly, she is brash. <clears throat> she is ignorant and doesn't know it. She sits on her doorway on the heights overlooking the city. She calls out to men going by who are minding their own business. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack judgment, she says, Stolen waters is refreshing. Food eaten in secret tastes the best. But little do they know that the dead are there, or her guests are in the depths of the grave. <clears throat> Amen. Now, let's go ahead and see. We're going to read, jump around with some psalms and see which one adds to our recovery. It helps us and recover us as we are one with the Father, one with the Holy Spirit, one with the Son. Psalm 9 says, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. <clears throat> I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. My enemies retreated, they staggered and died when you appeared. For you have judged in my favor. From your throne you have judged with fairness. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have erased their names forever. The enemy is finished in endless ruins. The cities you uprooted are now forgotten. But the Lord reigns forever, executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nation with fairness. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. <clears throat> Sing praises to the Lord who reigns in Jerusalem. 
Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds, for he who avenges murder cares for the helpless. He does not ignore the cries of those who suffer. Lord, have mercy on me. See how my enemies torment me. Snatch me back from the jaws of death. <clears throat> Save me so I can praise you publicly at Jerusalem's gates, so I can rejoice that you have rescued me. The nations have fallen into the pit they dug for others. Their own feet had been caught in the trap they set. The Lord is known for his justice. The wicked are trapped by their own deeds. The wicked will go down to the grave. This is the fate of all the nations who ignore God. But the needy will not be ignored forever. The hopes of the poor will not always be crushed. Arise, O Lord, do not let mere mortals defy you. Judge the nations, make them tremble. In fear, O Lord, let the nations know that they are merely human. <clears throat> Amen. Now for Psalm 39. I said to myself, I will watch what I do and not sin in what I say. I will hold my tongue when the ungodly are around me. But as soon as I stood there in silence, not even speaking a good thing, the turmoil within me grew worse. The more I thought about it, the hotter I got, igniting a fire of words. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. We are merely moving shadows and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. Do not let fools mock me. I am silent before you. I won't say a word, for my punishment is from you. But please stop striking me. I am exhausted by the blows from your hand. When you discipline us for our sins, you consume like a moth what is precious to us. Each of us is but a breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry for help. Don't ignore my tears, for I am your guest, a traveler passing through, as my ancestors were before me. Leave me alone so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, let's go ahead and see what other psalm could be beneficial to our reading today. Let me take a look at Psalms. Okay, Psalm 69. It starts out saying, Save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold. I am deep in deep waters, and the floods overwhelm me. I am exhausted from crying for help. My throat is parched. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to help me. Those who hate me without a cause outnumber the hairs on my head. Many enemies try to destroy me with lies, demanding that I give back what I didn't steal. 
Oh God, you know how foolish I am. My sins cannot be hidden from you. Don't let those who trust in you be ashamed because of me. O sovereign Lord of heaven's armies, don't let me cause them to be humiliated, O God of Israel, for I endured insults for your sake. Humiliation is written all over my face. Even my own brothers pretend they don't know me. They treat me like a stranger. Passion for your house has consumed me, and the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. When I weep and fast, they scoff at me. When I dress in burlap to show sorrow, they make fun of me. I am the favorite topic of town gossip, and all the drunks sing about me. But I keep praying to you, Lord, hoping this time you will show me favor. In your unfailing love, O oh God, answer my prayer with your sure salvation. Rescue me from the mud. Don't let me sink any deeper. Save me from those who hate me and pull me from these deep waters. Don't let the floods overwhelm me or the deep waters swallow me up or the pit of death devour me. Answer my prayers, O oh Lord, for your unfailing love is wonderful. Take care of me. For your mercy is so plentiful. Don't hide from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in deep trouble. Come and redeem me. Free me from my enemies. You know my shame, scorn, and disgrace. You see all that my enemies are doing. Their insults have broken my heart. And I am in despair. If only one person will show some pity, if only one would turn and comfort me, but instead, they give me poison for food. They offer me sour wine for my thirst. Let the bountiful table set before them become a snare. Let their prosperity become a trap. Let their eyes go blind so they cannot see and make their bodies shake continually. Pour out your fury on them. Consume them with your burning anger. Let their homes become desolated and their tents be deserted. To the one you have punished, they add insults to injury. They add to the pain of those you have hurt. Pile their sins up high and don't let them go free. Erase their name from the book of life. Don't let them be counted among the righteous. I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then I will praise God's name with singing, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrifice cattle more than presenting a bull with his horns and hoofs. The humble will see their God at work and be glad. Let all who seek God's help be encouraged. For the Lord hears the cries of the needy. He does not despise his imprisoned people. Praise him, O heaven and earth, the sea and all that move in them. For God will save Jerusalem and rebuild the towns of Judah. His people will live there and settle with their own hand, land. The descendants of those who obey him will inherit the land, and those who love him will live in there in safety. Amen. Psalm 99. The Lord is king. Let the nations tremble. He sits on the throne between the cherubim. Let the whole earth shake. 
The Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, exalted above all the nations. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy, mighty king, lover of justice. You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout Israel. Exalt the Lord our God. Bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel called on his name. They cried to the Lord for help, and he answered them. He spoke to Israel from the pillars of cloud, and they followed the laws and decrees he gave them. O Lord our God, you answer them. You were a forgiving God to them, but you punished them when they went wrong. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain in Jerusalem, for the Lord our God is holy. Psalm 129. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted. Let all Israel repeat this. From my earliest youth, my enemies have persecuted. But they have never defeated me. My back is covered with cuts as if a farmer had plowed long furrows but the lord is good he has cut me from the ropes of the ungodly may all who hate jerusalem be turned back in shameful defeat may they be as useless as grass on the rooftop turning yellow when only half grown ignored by the harvester despised by the binder and may those who pass by refuse to give them this blessing the Lord bless you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Family, the Lord bless you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Give the people the benefit of the doubt. Give the people the benefit of the doubt. Rejoice and be glad that your name is written in heaven. Rejoice and be glad that the Lord knows who you are and hears your prayers. Rejoice for the love that Christ has for you, that he opened the heavens and made himself permanent guests in your home. You can't get rid of that love. That love just won't go away. The Lord is with you always and blessing you. Lord, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you will be a blessing and have a great harvest. Great harvest come to you, and the restoration that you are rich, spirit, soul, and body. You are rich. God bless you. I love you. Take care. Welcome, family. Welcome to today's reading of Proverbs. It's a 3,500-year-old book by King Solomon, known to be one of the wisest, richest men the world has seen. 
wrote over 3,000 Proverbs. Here's his accumulated about 13 Proverbs for today, Proverbs 16. Let's go ahead and pray. God, grant me the serenity to accept those things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Proverbs 16. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The preparation of the heart belong to man, but the answers of the tongue is from the Lord. Uh, let me uh, read it in another translation, see what you think. The Amplified Bible, let's go there first. Uh, it says, the plans, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> get excited about something, uh, my throat tries to help me. The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man, but from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. The plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man. But from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. Can you feel it? Can you stop and think and allow the wise answer to come? I'm talking to myself. <clears throat> the plans of having, I don't even know where my planner is at. I get a new planner every year. Huh. <laughs> And orderly thinking. All right, let's just move ahead here. I didn't come over here to be insulted. Okay, let me give it to you on a different, a um, couple of different ones. How about the uh, New Passion Translation? That'll give a new twist to it. And the Message Bible. They don't kid around, man. They're, they're good. Here's the Passion Translation. It says, go ahead and make all the plans you want. But it is the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. Woo-hoo. Amen. Go ahead and make all the plans you want. I like that. But it is the Lord who will ultimately direct your steps. So I go ahead. You have a, <clears throat> a free uh, carte blanche and make all kinds of goals and plans. And, and I have them. Write them all over the place, you know. Take a jet to Africa. Deliver some free soap. Um, <clears throat> go for a meeting to England for a restaurant, you know. Go start an orphanage in Fernando's Commandos in Mexico or somewhere, or even here. Or a learning institution or a college. Go ahead and make all the plans you want, but it is the Lord who will ultimately direct your step. Or just have a podcast and have some wonderful people uh, listening to you. So God bless you guys for coming in here and listening to this i thank you for giving me the benefit of the doubt no he's not crazy it's the coffee he's drinking okay now the message bible is the message bible says mortals make elaborate plans but god has the last word and the reason i talk in this form because i took a a portfolio to, to the god i said god can i go to hawaii and I just, like a child, I asked him, I said, and then, like I told you, somebody ran up the wooden stairs, pop, 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 and Gabriel, and then came back down a little while, pop, 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 gave the folder to God, and God looked in there and said, yeah, yeah, you, he had the last word, you can go, it's in your, it's in your portfolio if you want to, yeah, I want to go, and then God fixed it, all I had to do was thank him, 
buy something towards that goal and act like it. I bought Croc shoes for the 99 cent store. They had a whole gandola, a whole pallet full of Croc shoes, 99 cents a pair. I felt so dumb putting those Croc shoes on the table and buying them. I don't know why. The hairs in my arms went up. But I, and then I bought some tanning lotions or some cheap glasses there. And, and then from there, and put a little picture up on the refrigerator. And we just kept throwing those Frisbees up to heaven and thanking God. And it is history. Now, I still have to go to Maui. That's the only island I haven't been to. So I'll go find me some more new crock shoes. Okay, verse 2. I'm going to go ahead and leave it on the Message Bible so we can move a little faster. Humans are satisfied with whatever looks good, but God pros for what is good. God pros for what is good. Amen. Put God in charge of your work, then what you plan will take place. Put in charge of your work, then what you plan will take place. Isn't that beautiful? Charge, you're God. You're in charge of my portfolio. Here, let's see what we can get, accomplish this today. Sounds pretty good. Easy, huh? And then he'll give us inspiration or talk to us through common sense. See, what is the most pertinent thing I need to do, God? What is three feet? You know, a lot of us challenge our own selves that we put more on our plate and then we like to work out of it. Before, it was huge problems, you know, DUIs and all kinds of stuff. But now, it's it's little projects, you know. And we put too much projects on us, and then we try to work our way out, and that we call that happiness. Put God in charge of your work. Then what you plan will take place. Amen. Making a quick decision on an item and not letting it linger is what I'm praying for. You know, make a quick decision, get things going, get things moving. God made everything with a place and purpose. Even the wicked are included, but for judgment. The wicked are included for judgment. God made everything with a place and purpose. Folks, I don't want to be included on that wicked people, guys. And I don't believe you're not either. We don't want any judgment. We don't want any justice claiming justice. We want mercy, mercy. Number five, God can't stomach arrogance or pretense. Believe me, he'll put those braggarts in their place. Six, guilt is banished through love and truth. Fear of God deflects evil. Guilt is banished through love and truth. Fear of God deflects evil. My love and my truth is saying, yes, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thy will be done. And then I get his love. I get his truth. And even if I mess up on something and the guilt tries to uh, corner me, I said, thank you, God, I did that. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, God. Thank you. And the uh, guilt is dissipated, folks. When God approves of your life, even your enemies will end up shaking your hand. Cool, huh? Far better to be right and poor than to be wrong and rich. We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. We plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. 
It stands to reason that praising him and thanking him that that his instructions for today are easy to come by and evident that we may have the strength to do it. That's where the 11th step comes in. God, you know, and uh, he makes he makes a go of it, makes it fly, and we get things accomplished. <clears throat> you know, I went to Sedona to Arizona on a free trip, <clears throat> and I I went to a meditation meeting. I took a picture of the format. Been there a couple of times, brought it back, and we started a meeting over here. And the meeting had been going on for 10 years. And then it filtered to the Friday meeting as a meditation. Uh, the guy took the, the secretary, put all, took the portfolios and went to the new meeting and, and stopped going to 9 a.m. So we made some new portfolios and started the 9 a.m. with the same thing. So step 11 says, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Guys, that thing is so powerful. When I first came to AA, I said, wow, I don't have to be running two years to this college or going to this continent or going on this missionary trip. I just have to lock and load, stake, put my stake on the ground and say, God, I seek you and I'm waiting for you. That God that that I'm praying that your knowledge and for you of your will for me and your power and strength, I'm waiting for it. It's a simple prayer. Just stay there. Keep asking God. And show your faith with pen and pencil and be grounded with your feet on the ground, taking all the um, EMF out of your body and all the other substance of... Uh, you know, chemicals that are in around in our environment, getting rid of them so they won't make us anxious. Amen. We can do something about it. <clears throat> Don't drink uh, tap water. Get a filter. A good leader motivates, doesn't mislead, doesn't exploit. Amen. God cares about honesty in the workplace. Your business is his business. God cares about honesty in your head, in your mind, and in your emotions, and your ability to get things done. Your business is his business. So we want to do that beautiful prayer. And if you can't make a choice and where to start, just stop and ground yourself and get a piece of paper and, say, and wait for God to give you the six most important things to do today. The six most important to do this week. The six more important things to do this month. The six most important things to do this year and the next five years and the next 10 years. It might be a little too much for us, but let's just strive with today, okay? Good leaders abhor wrongdoing of all kinds. Sound leadership has a moral foundation. Amen. Sound leadership is, is respectful for the equity in a person's life. Good leaders cultivate honest speech. They love advisors who tell them the truth. I love Alcoholics Anonymous, the fellowship afterwards. We sit around and we have good advisors who tell us the truth. And an intemperate leader works havoc in lives. You're smart to stay clear of someone like that. Intemperate leader who wrecks havoc in lives. 
Good-tempered leaders invigorate lives. They're like spring rain and sunshine. Good-tempered leaders invigorate lives. They're like spring rain and sunshine. There's nothing like going to a fellowship and you're being distraught in your emotions and situation and having someone give you a high-five that's uh, enthusiastic, intelligent, and has a, you know, a good hold of life. They're waxing strong through their God. They're smiling and giving you a, a good handshake. 16. Get wisdom is worth more than money. Choose insight over income every time. There we go, folks. Waiting upon God. Getting his wisdom, his strength. Not moving here and there. Just waiting on him and doing the right thing. The road of right living bypasses evil. Watch your step and save your life. First pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. It is better to live humbly among the poor than to live up among the rich and famous. AA meeting, 12-step meeting. It pays to take life seriously. Things work out when you trust in God. It pays to take life seriously. Things work out. When you trust in God. A wise person gets known for insight. Gracious words add to one's reputation. True intelligence is a spring of fresh water, while fools sweat it out the hard way. True intelligence is a fresh of spring water. They make a lot of sense to these wise folks. Whenever they speak, their reputation increases. Gracious speech is like clover honey, good taste to the soul, quick energy to the body. There is a way that looks harmless enough. Look again, it leads straight to hell. Appetite is an incentive to work. Hunger makes you work all that harder. Give your teenager some appetite. Some hungry. Cut off all the electricity at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, this is not an entertainment facility. This is, this is to make a career in the future. This home. You rest in the weekends on Saturday and Sunday. You can, But it's time to go to work Monday through Friday. Or Sunday through Friday for me. Appetite. Because going to a church was a lot of work. Got to get dressed, put on the tie, suit, and everything, go over there. It, it wasn't like a restful day to me. I mean, getting dealing with people and then having to go to lunch and counseling and all that stuff and working in the church and being picking up after people. <clears throat> that was a lot of work. And so Saturday became my rest day. So I worked from Sunday through Friday. Appetite is an incentive to work. Hunger makes you work all that harder and brings you wisdom and clarifies things in what's right in your life. So a good fast does that to ourselves individually. We are volunteers to heal and fix ourselves. Mean people spread mean gossip. They're worse, smart, and burn. Yep, what are we going to do, folks, for them? There's, if one mean person comes up, here comes another one. That's all they knew, her. Hurt people hurt people. 
So one way you can do to, we can do to, to spread the glory of God is to read a lot. Read the book of John and let the love seep in. Read 1 John 1 through 5. If you've really been hurt by those people with their words, then you will do the right thing. Pray for them. Bless them that their health will be good, their prosperity and their happiness. Pray for them. Pray for their communication with God and their family around. And read the Bible. And it will give you that love and that protection you need. That's trust and obey, folks. Trust and obey. It's the easier, softer way. Because the presence of God won't go away. You're going to feel terrible. You know, you're living, we're living in two worlds, a spiritual and a carnal world. So why let those emotions in the carnal world burn? Um, God says, I will overcome. I will. Vengeance is mine. And and doesn't seem nothing to happen, right? He also has mercy and kindness, too, at the same time. And we got to figure out what God is applying to that person. What is God's will to that person that's coming at you? It, so I know what his will for me is follow me. What's that to you? You follow me. So, you know, that's a little under the belt, hard substance, but like Peter, we need to obey. This is what I chose. This is what I chose to do is to seek the Lord, whatever it takes. This is one of those hard choices is to let go and let that man do what they want to do, that woman, and you get into the worship and praise and singing songs Hallelujah, praising the Lord, and reading that Bible. And before you know it, it'd be piece of cake. Half hour, you got the uh, your substance in, and you got the love of God in your heart that goes that will protect you. It's a shield. Plus, you'll have fun. Troublemakers start fights. Gossip breaks up friendship. There it is. Well, we want to move further and onward. Callous climbers betray their own friends. They stab their own grandmothers in the back. Woo! Look at that. Callous climbers betray their own friends. You know, Jesus did not trust people because he knew what was inside of people. What was inside of people? Um, they're broken. We're broken. We're, we're, the, if we get a chance to DC, we will. And... So we have, that's why we have to read the Bible a lot to get the love of God and be able to respond in faithfulness to others and ourselves. I don't know, folks. I think that's the way it works. I'm sure it does. It's been my experience. The Word of God is praising Him and thanking Him. A shifty eye betrays an evil intention. A clenched jaw signals trouble ahead. Gray hair is a mark of distinction, the award for a God-loyal life. Hey, man, I got gray hair. Moderation is better than muscles. Self-control better than political power. Moderation is better than muscle. Make your motions and cast your votes, but God has the final say. Boy, there is something about Proverbs 16 that says a lot about what God has in our lives. If God has a lot to say, Where's your portfolio writing down what the master of the universe is telling us? They're telling you. Make your emotions and cast your votes, 
But God has the final say on our daily living, not thinking about political, but thinking about what, how we can be a best of service to our fellow man. Pray for them, pray for them. And then when a, an accuser or a blamer or a representative of Satan comes around, then all you're going to do is sharpen the a knife. We're going to pray for them. We're going to thank God for their soul. And if it's us that's going to turn the guy around by praying Psalm 23 for them on a consistent basis, and it won't go away from our head, the, the, the hate and the hurt, then it's time to pray Psalm 23 for the person and continue to do it till till you win in battle in the spirit. And, and putting it in Jesus' hands, it'll never be a problem again. God bless you, family. Give them heaven. Let's pray out. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Proverbs 17, New Living Translation. Better a dry crust eaten in a piece than a house filled with feasting and conflict. Better a dry crust eaten in peace than a house filled with feasting and conflict. A wise servant will rule over the master's disgraceful son and will share the inheritance of the master's children. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. Wrongdoers eagerly listen to gossip. Liars pay close attention to slander. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Those who rejoice in the misfortune of others will be punished. Grandchildren are the crowning glory of the age. Parents are the pride of their children. Eloquent words are not fitting for a fool, even less are lies fitting for a ruler. A bribe is like a lucky charm wherever gives one whoever gives one will prosper. Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. A single rebuke when a fault is forgiven, excuse me, love prospers when a fault is forgiven. A single rebuke does more for a person of understanding than a hundred lashes on the back of a fool. Evil people are eager for rebellion, but they will be severely punished. It is safer to meet a bear rob of her cubs than to confront a fool caught in foolishness. If you repay good with evil, evil will never leave your house.
starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate to stop before a dispute breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, both are detestable to the Lord. It is senseless to pay to educate a fool since he has no heart for learning. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need. It's poor judgment to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for a friend. Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invites disaster. The crooked heart will not prosper. The lying tongue tumbles into trouble. It is painful to be the parent of a fool. There is no joy for the father of a rebel. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. The wicked takes secret bribes to pervert the course of justice. Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. Foolish children bring grief to their father and bitterness to the one who gave them birth. It is wrong to punish the godly for being good or to flog leaders for being honest. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought wisely when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. Amen. Now we move on to Psalm 17. A prayer of David. O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from honest lips. Declare me innocent, for you see those who do right. You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people. My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. I am praying to you because I know you will answer. Oh God, bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in the wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you will guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from the wicked people who attack me, from murderers, enemies who surround me. They are without pity. Listen to their boasting. They track me down and surround me, watching for the chance to throw me to the ground. They are like hungry lions, eager to take me apart. 
like young lions hiding in an ambush. Arise, O Lord, stand against them and bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. By the power of your hand, O Lord, destroy those who look to this world for their reward. But satisfy the hunger of your treasure ones. May their children have plenty, leaving an inheritance to their descendants. Because I am righteous, I will see you when I awake. I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Psalm 48. A song of a family of Korah. How great is the Lord, how deserving of praise in the city of our God, which sits on his holy mountain. It is high and magnificent. The whole earth rejoices to see it. Mount Zion, the holy mountain in the city of the great king, God himself is in Jerusalem, towers revealing against himself as his defender. The kings of the earth joined forces and advanced against the city, but when they saw it, they were stunned, they were terrified and ran away. They were gripped with terror and ridden in pain like a woman in labor. You destroyed them like the mighty ships of Tarshish, shattered by a powerful east wind. We had heard of the city's glory, but now we have seen it ourselves, the city of the Lord of Heaven's army. It is the city of our God. He will make it safe forever. O oh God, we meditate on your unfailing love as we worship you in your temple. As your name deserves, O oh God, you will be praised to the ends of the earth. Your strong right hand is filled with victory. Let the people of Mount Zion rejoice. Let all the towns of Judah be glad because of your justice. Go, inspect the cities of Jerusalem, walk around and count the many towers, take note of the fortified walls, and tour all the citadels that you may describe them to future generations. For that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever. He will guide us until we die. Amen. Psalm 108, a song of David. My heart is confident in you, O God. No wonder I can sing your praises with all my heart. My heart is confidence. Wake up, lyre and harp. I will wake the dawn with my song. I will thank you, Lord, among all the people. I will sing your praises among the nations. For your unfailing love is higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. And may your glory shine all over the earth. Now rescue your beloved people. Answer and save us by your power. God has promised this. By his holiness. I will divide up Shechem with joy. I will measure out the value of Sukkot. Gilead is mine and Manish is too. 
Ephraim, my helmet, will produce my warriors. And Judah, my scepters, will produce my king. My, but Moab, my watchman, will become my servant. And I will wipe my feet on Edom and shout in triumph over Philistia. Who will bring me into the fortified city? Who will bring me victory over Edom? Have you rejected us, O God? Will you no longer march with our armies? Oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for he will trample down our enemies. Psalm, amen. Now, Psalm 138. Oh, give thanks. I give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. For your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. As soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me to by giving me strength. Every king in all the earth will thank you, Lord. For all of them will hear your words. Yes, they will sing about the Lord's way, for the glory of the Lord is very great. Though the Lord is great, he cares for the humble. But he keeps his distance from the proud. Though I am surrounded by troubles, you will protect me from the anger of my enemies. You you reach out your hand, and the power of your right hand saves me. The Lord will work out his plans for my life. For your faithful love, O Lord, endures forever. Don't abandon me for your namesake. God responds favorably to humility. Commentary. But he keeps his distance from the proud who think they have no need of him. When we remain humble and seek his face, he will renew our strength and give us power over our enemies. How wonderful to know that the Lord is working out his plans for our lives. And he will never fail us. Let's give thanks unto the Lord for this time we have together in reading his word. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for your great love. Thank you that you carry us through all eternity, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's pray. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thanks for coming in. Keep coming back. God bless you. February 1st, The Wise Saint of Solomon. Proverbs 1. These are the wise sayings of Solomon, David's son, Israel's king. Written down so we'll know how to live well and right. To understand what life means and where it's going. A manual for living. For learning what's right and just and fair. To teach the inexperienced the ropes and give our young people a grasp on reality.
There's something here also for seasoned men and women, still a thing or two for the experience to learn. Fresh wisdom to prove and penetrate the rhymes and reason of wise men and women. Start with God. The first step in learning is bowing down to God. Only fools thump their noses at such wisdom and learning. Pay close attention, friend, to what your father tells you. Never forget what you learn at your mother's knee. Wear their counsel like a winning crown. Like rings on your finger, dear friends, if bad companions tempt you, don't go along with them. If they say, let's go out and raise some hell, let's beat up some old man's mug, some old woman, let's pick them clean and get them ready for their funerals. We'll load up on top quality loot, we'll haul it home by the truckload. Join us for the time of your life. With us, it's share and share alike. Old friend, don't give them a second look. Don't listen to them for a minute. They're racing to a very bad end, hurrying to ruin everything they lay their hands on. Nobody robs a bank with everyone watching, yet that's what these people are doing. They're doing themselves in. When you grab all you can get, that's what happens. The more you get, the less you are. Now, Lady Wisdom goes out in the streets and shouts. At the town center, she makes her speech. In the middle of the traffic, she takes her stand. At the busiest corner, she calls out, Simpletons! How long will you wallow in ignorance? Cynics! How long will you feed your cynicism? Idiots! How long will you refuse to learn? About face, I can revise your life. Look, I am ready to pour out my spirit on you. I'm ready to tell you all I know. As it is, I called, but you turned a deaf ear. I reached out to you, but you ignored me. Since you laugh at my counsel and make a joke of my advice, how can I take you seriously? I'll turn the tables and joke about your troubles. What if the roof falls in and your whole life goes to pieces? What if catastrophe strikes and there's nothing to show for your life but rubble and ashes? You'll need me then. You'll call for me, but don't expect an answer. No matter how hard you look, you won't find me. Because you hate knowledge and had nothing to do with the fear of God, because you wouldn't take my advice and brush aside all my offers to train you. When you made your bed, now lie in it. Well, you made your bed, now lie in it. You want it your own way, now how do you like it? Don't you see what happens, you simpleton, you idiots? Carelessness kills, complacency is murder. First, pay attention to me and then relax. Now you can take it easy, you're in good hands. That was from the Message Bible. Interesting, huh? We have other translations here that put an easy twist on it. Like, for instance, the Good News Bible. Let's see, the God's Word. See what God's Word's got to say. 
says the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, who was king of Israel, to grasp wisdom and discipline, to understand deep thoughts, to acquire the discipline of wise behavior, righteousness and justice and fairness, to give insight to gullible people, to give knowledge and foresight to the young. A wise person will listen and continue to learn, and an understanding person will gain direction. To understand a proverb and a clever saying, the words of the wise people and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Stubborn fools despise wisdom and discipline. My son, listen to your father's discipline and do not neglect your mother's teaching. Because discipline and teachings are a grateful garland on your head and a golden chain around your neck. My son, if sinners lure you, do not go along. If they say, come with us, let us send ambush to kill someone. Let us hide to ambush innocent people for fun. We'll swallow them alive like the grave. Like those in good health who go into the pit. We'll find all kinds of valuable possessions. We'll fill our homes with stolen goods. Join us. We'll split the loot equally. My son, do not follow them and in their way. Do not even set foot on their path because they rush to do evil and hurry to shed blood. It does no good to spread a net within the sight of any bird. But those people set an ambush for their own murder. They go into hiding only to lose their lives. This is what happens to everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. Greedy to take away his life. Wisdom sings her song in the streets. In the public square she raises her voice. At the corners of noisy streets, she calls out. At the entrance of the city, she speaks her words. How long will you gullible people love being so gullible? How long will you mockers find joy in your mocking? How long you fools hate knowledge? Turn to me when I warned you. I will generously pour out my spirit for you. I will make my word known to you. I called and you refused to listen. I stretched out my hands to you and no one paid attention. You ignored all my advice. You did not want me to warn you. I will laugh at your calamity. I will make fun of you when panic strikes you. When panic strikes you like a violent storm. When calamity strikes you like a windstorm. When trouble and anguish come to you. They will call to me at that time, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They refused my advice. They despised my every warning. They will eat the fruit of their lifestyle. They will be stuffed with their own schemes. Gullible people kill themselves because of their turning away. Fools destroy themselves because of their indifference. But whoever listens to me will live without worry and will be free from the dread of disaster. The word of the Lord from King Solomon. Thank you for listening today. God bless you.
And greetings, family. We're going to be reading Wisdom Virtues from King Solomon to help us in our sobriety, help us stay humble so we won't be eating humble pie. Proverbs 17 says, A simple, humble life with peace and quiet is far better than an opulent lifestyle with nothing but quarrels and strife at home. A wise, intelligent servant will be honored above a shameful son. He'll even end up having a portion left to him in his master's will. In the same way that gold and silver are refined by fire, the Lord purifies your heart by the test and trials of life. Those eager to embrace evil listen to slander, for a liar loves to listen to lies. Mock the poor, will you? You insult your creator every time you do. If you make fun of others' misfortune, you'll better watch out. Your your punishment is on the way. Grandparents have the crowning glory of life. Grandchildren, it is only proper for children to take pride in their parents. It is not proper for a leader to lie and deceive and don't expect excellent words to be spoken by a fool. Wise instruction is like a costly gem. It turns the impossible into success. Wise instructions is like a costly gem. It turns the impossible into success. Love overlooks the mistake of others, but dwelling on the failures of others devastates friendships. Love overlooks the mistake of others, but dwelling on the failures of others devastates friendships. One word of correction breaks open a teachable heart, but a fool can be corrected a hundred times and still not know what hit him. One word of correction breaks open a teachable heart, but a fool can be corrected a hundred times and still not know what hit him. Rebellion thrives <clears throat> excuse me, rebellion thrives in an evil man, so a messenger of vengeance will be sent to punish him. It's safer to meet a grizzly bear, rob of her cubs, than to confront a reckless fool. The one who returns evil for good can expect to be treated the same way for the rest of his life. Don't be, don't be one who is quick to quarrel, for an argument is hard to stop, and you'll never know how it will end, so don't even start down that road. There is nothing God hates more than condemning the one who is innocent and acquitting the one who is guilty. 
Why pay tuition to educate a fool? For he has no intention of acquiring true wisdom. A dear friend will love you no matter what. And a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. It's stupid to run up bills you'll never be able to pay or to consign for the loan of your friend. Save yourself the trouble and don't do either one. If you love to argue, then you must be in love with sin, for the one who loves to boast is only asking for trouble. The one with a perverse heart never has anything to say, and the chronic liar tumbles into constant trouble. Parents of a numbskull will have many sorrows, for there is nothing about his lifestyle that will make them proud. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to the body and soul, but the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. A, A joyful, cheerful heart Brings healing. Yeah, I needed that verse, huh? (laughs) A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to body, both body and soul. Okay, there's two people again, body and soul. And where does the joy, joy come from? It comes from the third place, from the spirit, from heaven. A joyful, so joy, joy comes through prayer, folks. Joy prayed from study. Joy comes as a reward from heaven, from God. A joyful, cheerful heart brings healing to both body and soul. But the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. When you take a bribe, your actions reveal your true character, for you pervert the ways of justice. Even the face of a wise man shows his intelligence, but the wandering eyes of a fool will look for wisdom everywhere except right in front of his nose. Even the face of a wise man shows his intelligence. 25. A father grieves over the foolishness of his child, and bitter sorrow fills his mother. It is, it's horrible to persecute a holy lover of God and to strike an honorable man for his integrity. Can you brittle your tongue when your heart is under pressure? That's how you show that you are wise. An understanding heart keeps you cool, calm, and collected, no matter what you're facing. When even a fool bites his tongue, he's considered wise. So shut your mouth when you are provoked. It will make you look smart. Beautiful, beautiful reading for today. Let's go ahead and pray out, please. Let's pray with the uh, seven-step prayer. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness. Please grant me the strength as I go out here to do your bidding. Amen.
Keep coming back, family. It's working. Thank you. Greetings, reading of the Amplified Bible for Proverbs chapter 12. Whoever loves instruction and correction loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is like a brute beast, stupid and indiscriminating. Whoever loves instruction and correction loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is like a brute beast, stupid and indiscriminating. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked devices he condemns. A man should not be established by wickedness, but the root of the uncompromisingly righteous shall never be moved. A virtuous and worthy wife, earnest and strong in character, is a crowning joy to her husband. But she who makes him ashamed is as rottenness in his bones. The thoughts and purposes of the consistently righteous are honest and reliable. But the counsel and design of the wicked are treasures. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them, and the innocent ones thus endangered. The wicked are overthrown and are not, but the house of the uncompromising righteous shall stand. A man shall be commended according to his wisdom, godly wisdom, which is comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, but he who is of a perverse heart shall be despised. Better is he who is slightly esteemed but works for his own support than he who assumes honor for himself and lacks bread. A consistently righteous man regards the life of his beast, but even the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits is lacking in sense and is without understanding. The wicked desire the booty of evil men, but the root of the uncompromisingly righteous yields rich fruitage. The wicked is dangerously snared by the transgressions of his lips, but the uncompromisingly righteous shall come out of trouble. From the fruit of his words, a man shall be satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand shall come back to him as a harvest. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he who listens to counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is quickly and openly known, but a prudent man ignores an insult.
He who breathes out truth shows for righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with God, but a false witness utters deceit. There are those who speak rashly like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is credited but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but for the counselors of peace there is joy. No actual evil, misfortune, or calamity shall come upon the righteous, but the wicked shall be filled with evil, misfortune, and calamity. Lying lips, lying lips are extremely disgusting and hateful to the Lord, but they who deal faithfully are his delight. A prudent man is reluctant to display his knowledge, but the heart of a self-confident fool proclaims her folly. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the slothful will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but an encouraging word makes it glad. The consistently righteous man is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked causes others to go astray. The slothful man does not catch his game or roast it. Once he kills it, but the diligent man gets precious possessions. Life is, is in the way of righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. And it is the pathway there. There is no death but immortality, perpetual eternal. Amen. Let's go ahead and read um, chapter 11 since I skipped it. Amazing, this amazing reading from the uh, Amplified Bible. Chapter 11. A false balance and unrighteous dealings are extremely offensive and shamefully sinful to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. Verse 2. When swelling and pride come, then emptiness and shame come also. But with the humble, those who are lowly, who have been pruned or chiseled by trial and renounced self, are skillful in godly wisdom and soundness. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the willful contraries and crookedness of the treasure shall destroy them. Riches provide no security in any day of wrath and judgment, but righteousness, upright and right standing with God, delivers from death. Verse 5, The righteousness of the blameless shall rectify and make plain their way and keep it straight, but the wicked shall fall by their own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright, their rectitude in every area and relation, shall deliver them, but the treasures shall be taken 
in their own iniquity and greedy desire. When the wicked man dies, his hope for the future perishes, and the expectation of the godly comes to nothing. Verse 8. The uncompromisingly righteous is delivered out of trouble, and the wicked gets into it instead. Verse 9. With his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge and superior discernment shall the righteous be delivered. Verse 10. When it goes well with the uncompromisingly righteous, the city rejoices. But when the wicked perish, they are shouts of joy. Verse 12, no, 11. By the blessing of the influence of the upright and God's favor because of them, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. Verse 12, he who belittles and despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secret, but he who is trustworthy and painful in spirit keeps the matter hidden. Where no wise guidance is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors there is safety. He who becomes security for an outsider shall smart for it, but he who hates surety is secure from its penalties. A gracious and good man wins honor for her. A gracious and good woman wins honor for her husband, and violent men riches. But a woman who hates righteousness is a throne of dishonor to him. A gracious and good woman wins honor for her husband. That's verse 16. And violent men win riches. But a woman who hates righteousness is a throne of dishonor for him. The merciful, kind, and generous man benefits himself, for his deeds return to bless him. But he who is cruel and callous to the wants of others brings on himself retribution. The wicked man earns deceitful wages, but he who sows righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area of relation shall have a sure reward, permanent and satisfying. He who is steadfast in righteousness, uprightness and right standing with God attains of to life, but he who pursues evil does it to his own death. They who are willing, contrary, in heart, are extremely disgusting and shameful vile in the eyes of the Lord. But as much as the blameless and wholeheartedly in their ways is his delight. That was verse 20. But 
They who are willfully contrary in heart are extremely disgusting and shameful and vile in the eyes of the Lord. But such as are blameless and wholehearted in their ways are his delight. Assuredly, I pledge it, the wicked shall not go unpunished, but the multitude of the uncompromisingly righteous shall be delivered. As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a fair woman who is without discretion. The desire of the consistently righteous brings only good, but the expectation of the wicked brings wrath. One person gives freely, yet gains every moment. Another withholds unruly, but comes to poverty. One person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Verse 25, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. People curse the one who hoards grain, but they praise God's blessings on the one who is willing to sell it. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to one who searches for it. Amen. He who diligently seeks good seeks God's favor, but he who searches after evil, it shall come upon him. He who leans on, trusts in, and is confident in his riches shall fall. But the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like a green bow. He who troubles his own house shall inherit the wind, and the foolish shall be servant of the wise of heart. The fruit of the uncompromisingly righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise captures human lives for God as a fisher of men. He gathers and rejoices them, receives them for eternity. Behold, the uncompromising righteous shall be recompensed on earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner. And if the righteous are barely saved, what will become of the ungodly and wicked? Okay, let's go ahead and do chapter 10. We are on a roll. The Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish and self-confident son is the grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relationship delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the uncompromised righteous to famish, but he torches the desires of the wicked. He becomes poor who works with a slack and idle hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Verse 
blessing. He who gathers in summer is a wise son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Blessings are upon the head of the uncompromising righteous, the upright and right standing with God, but the mouth of the wicked conceals service. But the mouth of the wicked conceal violence. The memory of the uncompromising righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked shall rot. The wise in heart shall accept and obey commandments, but the foolish of lips shall be headlong. He who walks uprightly walks securely, but he who takes a crooked way shall be found out and punished. He who winks with the eye craftily and with malice causes sorrow. causes sorrow. The foolish of lips will fall headlong but the wicked. He who winks with the eye craftily and with malice causes sorrow. The foolish of lips shall be headlong but he who boldly reproves makes peace. Hi boy. Hi chiquita. Hi chiquita. The mouth of the uncovered righteous man is a well of life but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up contentions, but love covers all transgressions. On the lips of him who has discernment, skillful and godly wisdom is found, but discipline on the rod for the back of him who is without sense and understanding. A wise man stores up knowledge in mind and heart, but the mouth of the foolish is a present destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The poverty of the poor is their ruin. The earnings of the righteous, the upright and right standing with God, lead to life, but the profit of the wicked leads to further sin. He who heeds instruction and correction not only himself in the way of life, but also in a way of life for others. And he who neglects or refuses reproof, not only himself goes astray, but also causes to err in the path towards ruin for others. He who hides hatred is of lying lip, but he who utters slander is a self-confident fool. In a multitude of words, transgression is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is prudent. The tongue of, the, of those who are upright and right standing with God are a choice silver. The minds of, the, of those who are wicked and out of harmony with God are a, of little value. The lips of the uncompromising righteous feed and guide many, but fools die for want of understanding and heart. The blessings of the Lord it makes truly rich, and he has no sorrow with it, neither does it toiling increases it. Again, that's verse 22. The blessings of the Lord it makes truly rich, and he has no sorrow with it, neither does toiling increase it. It is a sport to a self-confident fool to do wickedness. 
But to have skillful and godly wisdom is pleasure and relaxation to a man of understanding. Again, verse 23, it is a sport for a self-confident fool to do wickedness. But to have skillful and godly wisdom is pleasure and relaxation to a man of understanding. The thing a wicked man fears shall come upon him, but the desire of the uncompromisingly righteous shall be granted. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked are no more, but the uncompromisingly righteous have an everlasting foundation. As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the slugger to those who employ and send him. The reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord prolongs one's day, but the years of the wicked shall be made short. The hope of the uncompromising righteous, the expectation of the wicked, excuse me, verse 28, the hope of the uncompromisingly righteous, the upright and right standing with God is gladness. But the expectation of the wicked, those who are out of harmony with God, comes to nothing. The way of the Lord is strength and a stronghold to the upright, but it is destruction to the workers of iniquity. The consistently righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth eventually. The mouth of the righteous, those harmonious with God, bring forth skillful and godly wisdom. But the perverse tongue shall be cut down like a barren and rotten tree. The lips of the uncompromisingly righteous know and therefore utter what is acceptable. But the mouth of the wicked knows and therefore speak only what is obstinately, willfully, and contrary. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening in today's podcast. God bless you.